0: Hey guys, it's Megan. I had a really hard time deciding on my favorite full episode. There are so many that I have loved for any number of reasons. The episodes that I think I am the most proud of are 123 and 124, The Cleveland Strangler Case. I also was really fascinated by 106 and 107, the Robert Durst is the Worst episodes. But those both feel really recent and I wanted to go back farther. So I started thinking about what cases really stuck with me after I researched them and did their episode. And that took me to episode 21, What Happened to Brooke Farthing. That one originally aired on January 29th of 2021. We are coming up now on nine years since Brooke was last seen at a home in Berea, Kentucky. She disappeared on June 22nd, 2013. When you listen, it seems so obvious who is responsible, (laughs) allegedly. It kills me that it's been this long and we still don't know where Brooke is and the person responsible still hasn't been held responsible. So I'd really love it if we could all listen and then go find Brooke Farthing's Facebook page, go find news articles about it and share them on your own social media accounts And just try to get people to pay attention to it again. And maybe if enough people start talking, something new will turn up. You just never know. Since we're coming up on the anniversary, it seems like a great reason to think about her again. Go listen. I love you. Goodbye.
1: It's real dark in here. It is dark in here. Light bulbs went out. Um, I was just looking around for the trash witch, but it looks like that trash can's outside. Also, P.S.
2: I was walking up and there's a random box of cereal and chips. What? By my trash can. And I'm like, it, who left this here? Trash witch. Trash witch. She's like, if y'all aren't going to feed me inside.
1: Listen. When whenever we finally have merch, that's going to be our very trash first. Witch. Like a trash yeah. witch with a little. Yeah. Somebody commented on our Instagram and said, "Oh my um, gosh, I haven't
2: seen it yet." Oh, what's
1: his what's his name? Color guard guy, I think. Hi, if you're listening, and if I said your name, I'm sorry, but he said you should do, you know, like a trash can with a witch picking oh my out. Oh gosh! I'm like, that was so cute. We'll call yes. it trash witch. Trash, trash witch. <laughs> I love it so much.
2: Yeah, me what, too. What do you have for me today?
1: Okay, today I have a story. It's a missing woman. I love it when you do th- I mean, I don't love it for these right. people, but I love it when
2: you do these. Well, I
1: like the I like the missing people because it's, um, especially when it's one that, so this was one that happened around here in Central Kentucky, and I remember when it happened, um, I think it was like 2013, I've got the date in here somewhere, but it wasn't that long ago, and I remember when it happened because it's a weird story, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much national attention it got, so okay. I like it when we can tell stories like yes. that, but maybe not everybody has yeah. already heard. Yeah. And we've been seeing growth in, in oh, the podcast. Oh my gosh. So we've expanded our reach. Stop it. Don't tell us that. Listen, my computer just likes to notify me of things and I can't figure out how to turn it off. Yep. So we're <laughs> so, going to roll with it. Sorry. But yeah, we um y- y- you know, TikTok. We had we had a TikTok that just surprisingly took off and like our number of listens has jumped. tripled. It's tripled. It's been yeah. crazy. So, but that's exciting because that means that there might be more people who get to hear this story. Yeah. And I think it would be great if people got interested in it again because, I mean, I'm going to tell the story, but it seems real obvious what happened. Right. Real obvious. Okay. So I can't figure out why it's a mystery. I can't figure out why the yeah. person who seems obviously responsible oh. is not, not being charged. With I think it. it's just because they've never found her. Oh. So let's go. Ready? Nobody, Ready? no murder. No. Uh, oh, hey, this is <laughs> Witch's <laughs> Magic Murder Mystery. And I'm Kara. I'm Megan. <laughs> hey, guys. And the trash witch is outside. Yes. Okay. With her cereal. <laughs> okay, let's go. Brooklyn Farthing, who went by Brooke, lived in Berea, Kentucky with her mother, stepfather, and two sisters, Paige and Tasha. So not far from us. No, Berea's like 40 miles south yeah. of here. And I love Rhea. It's, it's got, so like, cute. It's such a cool artsy town. Yeah. It has that big art center. It's got some great restaurants. There's a college there that is like income based. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically can go there for free. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So it's a good school. It's not like you yeah. go there for free and it's not a good school. It's a really good school. Good yeah. school. So So um, Brooke's sister described her as spunky and energetic. She said that Brooke was a tell you how its lovable Ooh. person. I know. She's like you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she. <laughs> you're like, <"No>,
1: <laughs> in a, it, you're energetic. She loved animals and the outdoors. Like, she liked to go fishing and hunting. But she was a true girly girl who loved pink and camouflage. No. Yeah. She would do anything to help anyone. And she had the sweetest, deep, long, country-sounding voice that you could only find in Kentucky. Which oh, I thought was a sweet. I yeah. love that. Her sister maintains a website for her. Oh. So that's where this that came from.
2: That's so sweet.
1: She had an interest in baking and would spend a lot of her nights baking brownies for the family. And when not in the kitchen, she could be found talking with her mother. The point is, she seems just like a normal she, yeah. everyday kid. She's not like some kid who started hanging out with a rough group. She's not someone who got yeah. in trouble. Not um,
2: like our vampire She's client. not a
1: wild child. She, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a good relationship with her family. And I've read several examples of how she did like helpful things for her community. Okay. She was a Girl Scout for a long time, like like past the young age. Yeah. And so um, this is just like, she's the kind of girl I think I would have hung out with if we went high school together, you know? On the day she disappeared, June 22nd, 2013, she and her sister Paige took their test to get their driver's license. Oh, Brooke passed. Okay. Paige did not. (laughs) Sure that sucked. Yeah. So when I was, of course, Brooke was 18, because now the driver's license rules are so odd. I don't even understand how long you have to wait. Yeah. But when I, back in the olden days, yeah. when I was 16, yeah. the day you turned 16, you could go get yeah, your permit. Yeah. And I passed. Right. And then 30 days later, you go get your driver's yeah. license. That's it. Yeah. And my friend. That's enough time to practice. Yeah, I hope yeah. <laughs> My friend Crystal and I, we were born on the same day. We always had our birthday parties together. We obviously went for our driver's right. license test together. She passed. I didn't. Oh, So then we had to go to school and go to lunch that day. Oh, no. And I just had to sit there and be like,
2: yeah, I didn't pass. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't make it.
1: It's okay. I could go back literally the next week. Yeah. And I passed. Yeah. But the lady (laughs) at the end of it, she was like, you passed, but you were not ready to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Like I passed like the bare minimum score. She was not wrong. I was not ready to drive. I was a terrible, terrible driver. Okay. That's amazing. She goes, you passed. She wasn't happy about you it. You are not ready. She's like, I you passed,
2: but I wish you best. you right now. <laughs>
1: uh, so, after the test, the two girls and their mom stopped by the stockyard restaurant where their older sister, Tasha, worked to tell her the news. And is the one I was saying earlier who mm-hmm. maintains the website. So that after that, that evening, they all went to Brooke's grandparents' house for a party for her Papaw's 70th birthday. Oh. She calls him Papaw. I like I do. Pap- yeah, no. I had a Papaw. I love my Papaw. Oh. My was the best person I know. So Tasha said, at the time, I did not know it would be my last time celebrating Papaw's birthday or doing so together with Paige and Brooke. Oh, dang. Before daylight the next morning, Brooke disappeared. Oh, gosh. After the birthday party, Brooke, Paige, and their cousin went to another birthday party off Redlick Road in Berea. Paige and their cousin left the party not long after they got there. It was about 8 p.m. But Brooke had plans to stay the night at a close friend's house, so she took an overnight bag with her. Okay. Um, however, she and her friend that she was supposed to stay the night with ended up getting in an argument. Oh. Because the friend, from what I could tell, her friend wanted to stay at a boy's house, maybe it was her Does boyfriend. Know. And so they got in an argument. The plan fell through. And Brooke's friend left the party without her. <gasps> No, I know. And I'm like, in hindsight, I'm sure. Yeah. That has been a hard thing for her to deal with. Yeah. But I'm still going to give you all a speech at the end of this about not leaving your friends yeah. alone anywhere. So I, mean, where? I can't imagine, you know, the guilt. According to Brooke's stepfather, another friend of hers was drunk and needed to go home. So a friend of a friend was at the party party and he offered Brooke his vehicle to give the boy a ride home. So oh, that friend goodness. of a friend who had the car, his name is Josh Hensley. So, from what information the stepfather has been able to gather from investigators, Brooke drove her friend home in Josh's vehicle and then had to bring the vehicle back to Josh's house, which was on the 100 block of Dillon Court in Berea. From what I could tell, Josh went with her to do all this. Mm -hmm. So, she left the party with Josh and the guy friend who needed a ride home. They gave the friend a ride home and then went back to Josh's house. Okay. It's interesting to me that her dad said that Brooke was the one that drove. Like, was Josh not able to drive? Right. Like, maybe he was too drunk? Yeah. Um, that's my guess, because it seems like if Josh could have driven, he just could have given her a ride home. Yeah. But also, maybe Brooke just drove because she just got a driver's license. And yeah, was she was excited about it. So, who knows? Yes. Not long after Brooke arrived at Josh's house, she started texting friends about needing a ride home. Oh. In the early morning hours, she spoke with Paige by the phone and told her she would be home once a friend got off work and could give her a ride. She had texted her ex-fiance, even though they weren't together anymore, they were still friends. Yeah, and he was at work because so he worked night shift, and she texted him to say that he needed to come get her when he got off work. At 4:26 that morning, she texted him to say hurry because I'm scared. Oh no, I know I hate that. At 5:30 a.m., the very last text came from her phone, and it was sent to him, her ex-fiance. It said, never mind, I'm okay. I'm going to a party in Rockcastle County. Mm. He replied to ask who she was with, and he never got a response. Oh, no. So, just a quick aside. I read a really long Reddit thread about all this, Uh and there were a lot of people who thought it was weird that Brooke would say Rockcastle County instead of just saying the specific town. Right. They made it seem like, oh, since she wasn't specific, that's really suspicious. But if someone... Who's lived in Kentucky my whole life? Like yeah. that's normal. Yeah, we just yeah, we yeah. constantly refer to places by the county, right? Um, unless it's like Lexington or Louisville or yeah. like a big city. Like Buckley I refer Street. to Nicholasville as Jessamine County. Everything's county. Yeah. yeah. So there's just I mean there's 120 counties in Kentucky. There's yeah. a lot of counties. And you're just more likely to... And
2: in Ohio, there's a city named a county, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that that craziness was last week. Anyway, but besides that, no one really thinks that she's the one that sent that 5.30 a.m. text anyway. So we'll get back to that. The next day, Brooke was supposed to meet her friends at a car show in Somerset. And when she didn't show up, people started to worry and make some phone calls. Police records show that more than 1,000 calls were placed to Brooke's phone in that first 24 hours where they were trying to find her. Oh, wow. Her friends finally, like... Talk to people who were at the party the night before. Yeah. And they finally traced Brooke back to leaving the party with Josh. So Paige called Josh and he was like, Yeah, she was here. But I left this morning. And before I left, I overheard her talking about going to a party in Rockcastle, Rockcastle mm. County. I'm like, okay. Okay. So here's Josh's story. So
2: exactly what she said in her text yeah. message. Magic. Yeah. Huh.
1: So this is where. All right. So Josh explained. He felt like it was awkward being home alone with Brooke because he was friends with her ex-fiance. So he left her alone at his house while he went to take care of a horse that morning. Huh. He said that when he left, Brooke was sitting on the couch smoking. At about 7 a.m., Josh Hensley called the fire department and reported a fire inside the home. He said that he left, and when he got back, he found the couch on fire. Huh. Huh. Brooke and her cell phone were gone, but her cowboy boots, purse, and some of the clothes were still there, um, like from her overnight bag. Hmm. The house fire began on the couch and almost completely consumed it and burned a hole in the floor underneath, but it was extinguished before it got out of control. It was ruled suspicious. The home was in foreclosure, and Josh was in the process of moving out. This is the part that just really bothers me. I mean, there's a lot of this that really bothers yeah. me, but so he was in the process of moving out. As a result, utilities... To the house had been turned off for weeks, and there was no electricity there at all. What? Why did he, Why did they go back to this house? What? There was no. It's in the middle of the night, and there's no power. What? Okay. So, you just set the couch on fire because it's covered in her blood. So here's the thing: Brooke's mom later pointed out that when Josh called nine one one, he didn't mention anything about Brooke being in the house. Like you think he'd be like, like there "There's a house I'm fire."
2: A, I'm concerned. There was a friend. There was a, a girl here when here. I left. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He didn't. No one knew that Brooke had been there and there was a house fire until Paige called Josh and then he's like, Oh, that's that's weird. Oh yeah. There was a house fire this morning. Weird. Huh. All these how strange. I don't know. But I mean I just it's her ex fiance. Yeah, I didn't want to leave her. But when I came back and there was a fire, I just didn't think about it. I just was so concerned. I just thought, well, she's not here. Yeah. I'm just glad that the fire is Good out. thing she wasn't here when the fire happened. Yeah. I mean... But, I mean, she left a few things, I guess, but I so don't know if they're necessities. Once brick had been missing for 24 hours, they filed a police report, which is another thing. Like, I'm assuming someone told them... Yeah. You have to wait for 24 hours. Right. Which, it sucks. I'm telling you. If my kid ever goes missing... No, I'm going immediately. Yeah. It'll be two hours. I don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> there was one time <laughs> I could not find my youngest, and... At, at, she wasn't anywhere. I couldn't find her at all. And as I'm running through the upstairs of the house and realizing that she's not there and she's not outside, I had the thought of, like, this is how it happens. This is how it happens. This is really it. Oh, my God. I mean, I was, and it turned out she'd gone into a neighbor's house, like, gone <laughs> inside, which she what? wasn't supposed to do. Oh, punk. But I was just, like, I had that moment of where you, like, well, you realize like, this could really happen. You... <laughs> I will find you. I will find and you. And I
0: will hurt you. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, this whole... You know, you just had this moment of reality that's like, you'd never think this is going to happen. But
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm not waiting 24 hours. Heck no. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all Mm -hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh (laughs) T Y. using the code WMM30. So that's just two M. So you guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind.
2: So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your
1: first purchase. Goodbye.
3: Goodbye. Menopausal and paramenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort, and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So, what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit BuyWinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at BuyWinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A.com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy.
1: So, let's talk about that last text that she sent. Um, like I said, nobody really seems to believe that she's the one who no, sent that. Sketchy. She had plans, like I said, to go to that car show the next day with her yeah. friends, so it seems odd that she would head to a new party at 5:30 right. in the morning. Why would she,
2: and who's having
1: a party at 5:30 in the morning? Uh, a couch party. Kids these days. <laughs> a couch burning couch party. party. Her stepdad also pointed out that it was really weird that some of her clothes and cowboy boots were still at the house and she wasn't. She would dress up and she always made sure she had everything with her. She wanted to look good at all times, he said. So like if she left, she would have taken her things with her. So, yeah. So it's not the clothes she had on, it's the clothes that were she planned the on
2: bag. changing into.
1: Right. Authorities contacted Brooke's cell phone carrier and determined that it last pinged on a tower in nearby Bluelick, which is about 30 miles mm-hmm. from where she was last seen. For what it's worth, Bluelick is not in Rockcastle County. It's in Lincoln County. Right. And the phone has not been turned on since. Played a couple um, of volleyball
2: games there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah.
1: In Bluelick? Yeah, doesn't seem like the kind of place that would have a... It doesn't. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> we ended up training them at the end no. of the day. Plus their hearts. <laughs> well, it's kind of like... I mean I looked at the map Rockcastle and Lincoln County are right next to each other
2: mm-hmm.
1: and coming from uh, Madison County where Berea is it's like you would have gone through Rockcastle County to get to Lincoln yeah. County which just makes me wonder I just wonder why Rockcastle County was mentioned Yeah and so you know you try to figure out like if they knew her cell phone Whoever took like, her... Like, is that not a hint? Like, she's there. She's buried there. Right. You know like how they tell, like, there? partial truths? Yeah,
2: because if the body's found there, he's going to be like, oh, well, she was at some party. Somebody right. Somebody there must have done something.
1: Or if, like I said, if he knew the cell phone would ping him. Yeah. According to the state police, authorities have searched more than 16,000 acres in three counties for the missing teen. They have scoured the land with cadaver dogs and searched bodies of water. They asked landowners... Search your properties, be on the lookout for anything suspicious or freshly turned ground or any sort of unusual smells. And they have not said what, if anything, they found during the searches. Hmm. Hensley, I'm making this very clear, has never been charged in Brooke Farthing's disappearance. And he's never been named as a suspect. In fact, they've never named any suspects or persons of interest in her disappearance. I don't know. Has he ever been in trouble? Oh, well, there's more. Okay. Okay, okay good. So, good, good, good. If you start Googling Josh Hensley, you're going to find stories about a Josh Hensley who's currently in prison in Kentucky for domestic violence and assault. He has face tattoos, and he just seems like all around a real winner. Like mm, Yeah. Um, that's not the same one. That's a oh. different Josh Hensley. So that's another thing that kept happening on the Reddit thread. People um, were like, oh, well, it's got to be him. Because look, he ends up later in prison for domestic violence and, that's and assault. It's that's a different Josh Dang. Hensley. One. But the Josh Hensley who's attached to this story was arrested in August of 2020, so just last year, and charged with possession of child porn. He was one of three men who was arrested because the men were promoting the sexual performance of a minor or sharing images of child sexual exploitation online. So Josh was charged with one count of possession of matter portraying a minor in a sexual performance, which just makes my stomach turn. Oh, Yeah. Um so between this Josh Hensley and face tattoo Josh Hensley I just feel like we should stop naming our boys Josh Hensley. Yeah, don't. Yeah, if your name
2: and if your
1: last name's Hensley and you're thinking about having a son, don't name him just Josh. Just don't. Do a quick Google of what you're yeah. thinking about naming your kid and then you'd be like, "Oh, oh, maybe not Josh." Oh, no. Um if, if your name is Josh Hensley, you have like a cosmic duty to be better. Yeah. And write the wrongs against your name. Yeah. Step it up. Do something. Step out <sighs> that. Yeah. So in summary, let me give you this. Yeah, so Brooklyn please. Farting went missing from Berea, Kentucky, from the 100 block of Dillon Court on June 22nd, 2013. Gosh. She was 18. She was last seen wearing a gray t-shirt with the Madison County FFA logo and a pair of light blue denim jeans. At the time of her disappearance, she was 5'1 and 105 pounds. She has shoulder-length blonde hair and brown eyes. Her ears are pierced and she has a birthmark on her left thigh. We'll put a picture on our Instagram, um, which is Magic Murder Mystery. There is currently a $14,000 reward for information leading to Brooke's return or to the capture conviction of whoever is responsible for her disappearance. You can go to www.findbrookfarthing and it's B-R-O-O-K-E-F-A-R-T-H-I-N-G.com to help. Currently, her case is classified as Endangered Missing. If alive, she would be 24 years old. And if oh, you wow. have any information regarding this case... You can contact the Kentucky State Police at 859 623 2404. So here's my next thing. Don't leave your friends alone at parties. And no. I don't mean this like I'm blaming her friend because no. I know yeah. I went to parties and yeah, got left alone yeah. or left, yeah. you know, just like whatever. She can take care of herself. I'm right. not going to, I'm not here to mother her, whatever. Yeah. But
2: no, do. Yeah, do. do. I mean,
1: <sighs> especially if you're in another town or state
2: yeah. or anything girl's trip whatever
1: i think it's just it's so easy to be like this won't happen even to yourself to be like because like brooke was scared yeah she was texting that she was uncomfortable but she never called her mom because she didn't want to wake her mama yeah so if you're somewhere and you're scared like you know how you know on my favorite murder they're just like don't worry about yeah being rude just be rude be rude don't worry about waking someone up or inconveniencing someone yeah this is something i worry about with my two girls because i haven't like purposefully raise them to be people pleasers. But uh-huh. like just, I think just growing up like in my family yeah. and as my kids, they're, they're both respectful. They're genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. And which is good. I'm happy yeah. they're respectful, yeah. but I also want them to be like, I'm not going to get mad I'm at I'm going to be a dick right now. Yeah. It's okay. To yeah. be. I'm not, you're not gonna get in trouble for yeah. being rude. Yeah. So I could hundred <laughs> percent see them being like really stuck on this decision of trying to figure out a way to like not be rude, even right. though they're freaked out and scared, yeah. but they don't want to be the one who rocks yeah. the boat. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I saw somewhere that Brooke didn't just call her mom and ask for a ride because she knew she'd be asleep and didn't want to wake her. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, wake up your parents. Yeah. Wake up anybody. Anybody. So, yeah. If you are freaked out, just trust your gut. And if it turns out later that everything was fine, great. Right? Cool. Yeah. All right. You still did the right thing. Yeah. You're no worse Yeah, off. Like just your, yeah. Your first loyalty has to be to taking care of yourself. So. Yeah. If you're freaked out, pay attention to it. Yeah, a lot of the times, like subconsciously, we pick up on things that you may not be able to logically point to a reason why you're scared. You just know that something's wrong. So, like, yeah.
2: be a dick and apologize later.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> that's the story of Brooke Farthing's disappearance. I think it's, how
2: has no one said anything? I think like, it has to be because not there's talk? not a
1: body. I think it's because I mean, as far as like legal, legally, legally, I'm not saying she he did it. Yeah, yeah, we we can't. I am saying case. it's mighty suspicious. Yeah, it's a little suspicious. His story is bizarre. <laughs> the fact that he came, he left her, came back. There was a fire on the couch, and there, and he never mentioned her, yeah, to anyone, yeah, until Paige called and was like, "Hey, where's Brooke? Did she come to your house
2: last?" That's time? so weird. Okay, so like the amazing podcast up and vanished. You know how like people just started. Talking mm-hmm. and then on Threads, people were like, "Oh, I was actually here when this happened," or "So I overheard so and so saying that so and so said this." Like, how was none of this happened? I don't know because there were a thousand phone calls to her.
1: Yeah, and Berea is not a big place, no. you guys. Berea is a small town. I mean, it's not like where I grew up, small, but it's smaller than Lexington. Yeah, and I knew when when I was in high school, I had friends who were in Berea. Like, it's it's one of those things where. You, everybody knows everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's not big enough to where stuff like this happens and nobody has any clue what yeah. happened. And so the only thing I just keep thinking because they've never found her body. Nobody's been prosecuting. Because I can't, I mean, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they're afraid to prosecute it, which I understand yeah. the whole thing. because But her sister's like, she wouldn't have run away. She had no right. plan. You know, she had plans the next day. She had a good relationship with her family. There was just no reason to run and away. And they could, well... I don't, I guess that, I don't know if they had
2: this in 20, I mean, I feel like they would have, like, at the, you know, when they're investigating something, they're just like, okay, well, can we have access to your cell phone so we can pull your records?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I wonder, did they access his cell phone? Yeah, like, did, did think Yeah. You know, wherever she was, like, and stuff like that, and that, we just don't know.
2: Did they not even, like, ask him?
1: I mean, if they didn't name him as a person of interest or a suspect, does that mean that they didn't?
2: check his cell phone
1: records or i don't
2: that's what i'm wondering like they didn't even like ask him questions and i know I I, now they, that he's they, in jail, they
1: said they questioned anybody who was involved yeah like attached to her and who was around At her that night, and all those things but maybe now that he's in jail he'll talk and you just yeah. never know in a small town like who he might have known yeah that would have been like oh josh never would have done that and uh, like yeah you're was, right we won't yeah. worry about it We'll just go ahead and mark him off the list.
2: Yeah, he's a good old country boy. Don't worry about him.
1: <laughs> but, but now that good old country boy had possession of child porn, so.
2: Yeah. He can kick rocks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he can kick he some can rocks. He can kick some rocks. Uh, so I know that was a little bit shorter than stories we usually do, but it's one of those that, just like I said, it kind of stuck yeah. with me because it's so obvious. No,
2: web sleuths get out there. Nider. Right.
1: And the other thing is, like, if you look for recent news stories, they're all just, aside from Josh Hensley being arrested in 2020 for something completely unrelated. Nobody kept up with it. Well, there's just, like, there's the yearly, like, hey, she's been gone five years. Hey, she's been um, gone six years. And then it's just a rehash of everything. We There's yeah. nothing new. Yeah. Which is weird, too. Since that was a short one, I have a little, I have another tiny little story to tell you please do so um i wanted to tell you all about an email we got from one of our listeners brandon i'd really hoped to be able to do a full episode on this but i haven't been able to find enough information on it so instead i just want to tell you all about it because we always like to add places to the list of like creepy places Uh that we talk about on our podcast Uh and maybe we'll visit someday yes So here's Brandon's email. So I know this isn't Kentucky, but this is a place that nobody can really explain. It's called the Devil's Tramping Ground and it's located in Bear Creek, North Carolina. (gasps) It is said that nothing can grow within the circle. Things go missing. And if you try to camp inside the circle, like if you're brave or dumb enough, People have reported waking up well outside the circle. Like Kylo Nagrana. Yes. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm not sure if it would be a mystery or a magic, but it's definitely interesting. Can't wait to hear the next episode, Brandon L. So Brandon, thank you so yes. much for sending that in. And totally cool that it's not Kentucky. That's not yeah, like Yeah, no, a I want to go
2: take a peek at it, but I don't want to get in it.
1: Well, so you can look it up on Atlas Obscura, and I'll post a picture of it on our Instagram too. And it talks about there's a 120-year-old legend about an empty circular patch in North Carolina woods.
2: Yeah. You don't mess with fairy circles.
1: Seems like we could totally drop there. Yeah. Um, oh,
2: we could go visit Brittany on our way there. Yes.
1: <gasps> okay. Okay. We're Set going. back from the main Brittany, road. Brittany, watch out. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an empty patch of woods, a dusty circle, barren of plant life. It's about 40 feet, 40 feet wide. Oh. And according to stories dating back to 1882, the devil comes to dance. <gasps> The stories go on to say nothing will grow there and animals won't cross this empty patch of woods. Also known as the devil's tramping ground, perhaps the most popular legend about the strip of grass is that if one places anything in the center, no matter how heavy it is, when you come back the next day, it's been thrown out overnight. So the devil has room to dance. And people say they have witnessed red glowing eyes in the middle of the circle. Oh my gosh. However... A few years back, a journalist from the Greensboro paper spent the night in a tent smack in the middle of it with his two dogs to disprove the story. He stayed the night, though he reported hearing ghostly footsteps circling his tent. So, okay, so a journalist, yeah, and his dogs stayed all night in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, but there were dogs there without. Maybe the for devil out. doesn't like dogs. Well, I still want to know why there's this 15 foot circle where nothing grows. Yeah, like that's weird. Like normal yeah. plant life, you'll see when I post a picture. Normal plant life surrounds it's- the circle but nothing and it grows stops inside there. it. And it's a circle. It's aliens, right? Yeah, it has <laughs> to be, obviously. It has or to be or fairies. Yeah. Aliens are fairies.
2: Same thing, right? Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. Aliens are fairies. <gasps> They're fairies. <gasps> Someone draw a fairy alien. Please Dude, do, do we Please. have any artistic people in our following? Wouldn't that be amazing? Fairy aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, on according to NCpedia, which is like a North Carolina resource site, some people believe the spot was an ancient meeting place for local Native American tribes. Even cooler. Who made the bear circle with their ceremonial dances. Uh-huh. Another explanation links the area to the legend of the lost colony of Roanoke. Which, <gasps> yes. I, I, I think love about that it, story. Yeah. I think that is the very first story that got yes. me into the whole thing of like, what? What? Yeah, yeah, conspiracy It was an, like an old like a Charlie Brown book yes. that I used to have. Yeah. And it was like a book of like just questions and one of them was what happened to Rowan? Yeah. And I was a kid and I was so obsessed with that story and I oh feel like gosh. it's what got yeah. me into a lot of this. Yes. So this story holds that the tramping ground was an area called Croatan named for a fallen tribal chief buried there after a battle. Oh. And the word Croatoan, which was carved in the tree uh-huh. um, on Roanoke Island after the colony disappeared, yeah. referred to this battle site. Yeah. In both of these stories, the tribal gods purportedly preserved the barren circle yeah. as a memorial to their followers' loyalty. Oh,
2: that's amazing. We're going. We have Brandon. To
1: go. So Brandon, thank you for sending in that story. Yes. It's fascinating. And if you if any of you have any stories, it doesn't matter if they're no. if they're enough that we can research and find an episode, we'll do a full episode on it. And if there's not we're just gonna give you a shout out. And talk yeah, about we're it. gonna do that like we just did. And then there's a few of you who have sent in stuff that I'm still trying to figure out if we can do an episode on yeah. it or not. So if we haven't gotten to you yet, please don't think that we've forgotten about
2: yeah. it. Yeah. Just be patient with us. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. So there you go okay web sleuths go find her yeah brook farthing yeah okay and if you have any like i said story ideas email them to us you can go to our instagram yep, which is magic murder and mystery and see pictures of everything yep, yep. and that's it yeah that's it we'll talk to y'all next week all right bye guys <laughs> goodbye goodbye